Well, thanks everyone for joining us today for our episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso. I'll be your host today as we dig into today's topic, Mixed Messages. My goodness, from news to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. And when even the experts all sound convincing, but they disagree, how do we cut through the noise? And so when information tends to overload us and leave us, leave us frustrated, how do we sift through it all? How do we choose what governs our lives? Well, our leadership at Grace is processing that, continually praying about that, and we want to offer a resource to navigate some of today's most pressing topics and questions, and that's what we're here for today. So, Jeff, how you doing? Pretty good. Awesome. It is uh, good to be with you. I kind of really come to enjoy sitting across this table and having these conversations. Yeah, it's fun to do. Yeah, it's, it's surprising because I don't usually like to be around you. I, you know, my wife says the same thing. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> I have those appointments on Thursdays. <laughs> All right. I'll, Have I'll a call. Yeah. Uh, from a random listener, Jeff, what do you do when your wife... No. Oh, goodness. So good. Well, um, as we kind of dive into all these conversations, we've had lots of fun ones, lots of uh, really timely ones. And one of the ones that seems to be coming up right now, especially as we head toward the election, is not even so much about what political party we're on. We did an episode about that a couple weeks ago. But like... When the government starts to ask us of things, yeah, right? Like, yeah. what what are the bounds of the government as far as a Christ, a Christ follower is concerned? And what should our response to the government be when certain things come up, especially if we disagree with them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fantastic question. So, and that wraps up our episode for today. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Um, this is what I would say. When the government conflicts with the scripture, the scripture wins. Hmm. It's, when the government conflicts with the scripture, the scripture wins. So the, the Bible is extremely clear that as a Christ follower, my citizenship is in the kingdom of God. So if you ask me, um, <clears throat> are, you, uh, are you a citizen of the United States? I will say legally. Hmm. But do you pledge allegiance? And I'm like, well, I, I am uh, faithful. I pay my taxes. I am grateful. Um, I believe in uh, the big principles of Americanism. Um, I'm really, really grateful to men and women who have offered their lives to create them and defend them and protect them. Uh, but if you said, what's your highest allegiance, I would say to Christ. And I've, the, the North American experiment has been wildly successful and failed miserably, right? <laughs> so we, we have hit grand slams, and there are things that we have not done well at all. Mm-hmm. And when somebody makes the argument that the, the democracy is like perfecting itself over time, I'm like, okay, I see your point of view. Like, I absolutely believe that. Uh, slavery is the, the biggest stain on our democracy. And you can argue we fought a war and the civil rights movement and this and that, and we're, we're trying to correct that. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I hear that argument. But with me, you can make the other, other argument. It's systemic, it's, in, it's embedded, it can't be. I'm like, right, there, there's truth to that too. So what am, I pl- what am I giving myself to? Am I giving myself to a nation that uh, fights for human rights, that 
correct some equalities, like about 100 plus years ago when we gave women the right to vote, (laughs) uh, starts the correction of inequalities. Like I think the civil rights movement was a great start Mm -hmm. to something or or maybe a mile marker in something. I don't think we've remotely concluded that process. Am Am I for that? Um, no, what we stand for as a nation, human rights and freedom or abortion and gay marriage. Like, mm. like what, what part of that are we talking about? And when, when I start locking into my citizenship and finding my identity in an earthly place, for the Christ follower, it gets real con- convoluted really, really quick. Mm-hmm. At, the Bible says that when I accept Christ, I become a citizen of heaven. Mm-hmm. And when you put me into the citizen of heaven camp, my allegiance and my uh, value and my truth is not conv- convoluted anymore, right? By the way, I want to be clear, I didn't say a citizen of the church. Right. Because the church has the same problems that the country does. It's got people involved. And so you, if you argue with me about the strengths of the church and the weaknesses of the church historically, I'll say yes to both. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about Christ— and where my allegiance is, it's always to him. So Jesus trumps everything. And Jesus even said, you know, unless you hate your father, mother, sister, brother, come follow me, you cannot be my disciple. He doesn't just trump governmental authorities. He trumps family ties. He trumps social norms. He trumps peer pressure. It's Christ and Christ alone in, in all of these things. So kind of back to our heart of our conversation, when the government— forces me to move outside the scripture, I no longer comply with the government, is what that that boils down to. Beyond that, it's their role. So the government can tell me what speed limit to drive, the government can set my tax rate, uh, the government can uh, even tell me that I need to enlist in the draft, right? I'm, I'm actually okay with all of that stuff. Uh, the the government can tell me to wear a mask. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like a lot of things the government tells me to do, but I don't think they've crossed the line. If the government said you must worship in this way, uh, if the government said you are no longer allowed to hold to biblical standards, you must perform marriages that are outside of a New Testament construct. Uh, you must then the government and I are going to have a disagreement. Now, it's going to be a uh, respectful disagreement. It's going to be a gentle disagreement. Um, And it's going to be a disagreement in which I count persecution as righteousness, which is what the Scripture tells me to do. So in my view, this is not taking up arms and leading a rebellion. I didn't see the Apostle Paul do that. I didn't see Peter do that. I didn't see John the Baptist do that. I didn't see Jesus do that, right? right? So in my view, that's not what that is, but it is nonconformity to that. And there's a in our country, there's a long history of civil disobedience, and I would put that into that civil disobedient category, just like we would uh, block a highway in a protest. Uh, if the government said we couldn't gather as a church, I would probably gather the church anyways, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
So it's all that kind of stuff. And this is a big issue right now. It's a big issue because of the elections. That's a big issue because of COVID. Right. And so, and I think those are important things to delineate. There are times, Grace did it, that the government asked us to cooperate. So, for instance, in the in the spring of 2020, when COVID first hit, nobody knew. And by the way, Republican, Democrat, I'll kind of defend everybody there. Nobody knew yep. what was going on. And so our government officials acted in a way that I think they thought best. We can debate it in 2020 hindsight, uh, but I think that's what they did. When they, when they ask us not to meet, we said, okay, we understand. We understand uh, why you're asking us that. Uh, we understand that we can, we can get around it on the internet for a little bit. And then, at, like at Grace, a few weeks later, we started to open up. Now, thankfully, our government has not asked us to close. They've asked us to wear masks, which is fine, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they also set the fire code for the building. They also do all kinds of things yep. that we comply with without thinking much about it. So I'm fine with that. But if they were to say, you're not allowed to use God's word, if they were to say, uh, you're never allowed to gather and worship and sing, those kind of things, we would say, we respectfully disagree with you and have to do what we have to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's a a funky thing because I think that um, when we feel personally, I don't say attacked, but like something feels oppressive to us because we disagree— we individually can feel like we're being persecuted. Yeah. And that's a big delineation because I, I, I love the clarity that you opened up the segment with, is it scriptural or not? It's not, do you disagree with them or not? Right. Um, and that, that kind of sets the stage for um, a, a, a big, big conversation to go in an appropriate direction as opposed to an explosive one. So um, now when we think about how um, this conversation can maybe start to trickle into our circles. Mm-hmm. You know, we start to get with like-minded people and we start to feel a little bit ramped up. Jeff, how how should we guard ourselves in making sure that we're not accidentally spurring other people on to an unbiblical approach yeah. to the government? If your life's message is anything but Jesus, it's a poor life's message. <laughs> I'll just pause there. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> it's good to see you guys. Yeah, I mean, that's the bottom line, you know. And so we have political freedoms, and I actually encourage people to exercise them. Uh, if you disagree with the tax policy, if you disagree with the business closure, you know, Heidi and I own several businesses, and the government closed us down. And, and honestly, we pushed back. Um, I called my senator. I called my representative. Uh, Heidi did a news segment, um, and and we we just looked and said, first of all, we think this is we feel like the government's overreached, uh, and secondly, you're going to put us out of business. And when you put somebody out of business, <clears throat> you're not shutting down an economic system; you're damaging a family, mm-hmm. right? You could you could wipe my family out like my family's ability to be safe Mm -hmm. is actually tied into our businesses so we push back a little bit but it's interesting Heidi and I had a lot of conversations about this and the conversation for us was where's our line and when we felt like we had reached the line that what the message of the Bogue family was going to be 
was we don't agree with the government. We stopped. Now, we didn't achieve all of our goals, but we, we did what we thought was right, and then we stopped and said, now that's enough because we're not going to be known as the family that took up arms against the government. Yep. We're going to know, be known as the family who trusts Christ in all things. But like the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul used the legal system to advance the gospel. Mm-hmm. He didn't shy away from using the legal system. So we used our system of government. The, the stopping point was now we don't want to get we – don't, we don't want our life message to be about uh, other than Christ. So politically, and like if you don't like um, a government policy, you should use a political system, push against it. But I wouldn't, when you're with those like-minded people, if you're all just griping about the government and nobody is talking about the wonder and the glory of Christ, you're having the wrong conversation. Mm -hmm. But if you don't like, if you don't want them to build the Walmart next to you, say something, right? But, But know when to stop it. Mm-hmm. And know when to – if that becomes your life cause and your life definition, boy, you've given yourself to something that's really not worth much. Yeah. You know, and so it's got to be Christ. Now, sometimes in those arenas, um, we find ourselves in circumstances that we may not have wanted and certainly not have predicted for ourselves. We Maybe we – we didn't. We weren't able to fight back about business, and then we find ourselves, like you said, we don't have as much food on the table. We find ourselves under a different roof, or you go through the legal system, and because of what you feel, and you find yourself maybe extremes, but behind bars, <laughs> you yep. find yourself. How does how does God call us to interact in these circumstances that are just, at least circumstantially speaking, they're terrible. Well, I think you have to look at the apostles who found themselves in all the circumstances and look at their example in Christ himself. So John the Baptist was behind bars unjustly, cost him ultimately his life because of, on a bet, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know, with the king. And, and um, you never saw him throwing punches and fighting back or his followers attacking the jail. Um, you see the apostle Paul and the apostle Peter both imprisoned. Um, they're singing, worshiping, leading people to Christ in jail. They saw that as p- part of the sovereign hand of God. Now, they also appealed, and uh, when the when the uh, authorities found out that Paul was a Roman citizen, he freaked out. So mm-hmm. Paul, like, exercised his earthly citizenship. He's like, ah, right? <laughs> so they utilized the legal system, but... Cr- when they walked away from that system, what those people, the jailer, the inmates, the government officials, what they were talking about was Jesus. They weren't talking about the sophistication of, of the appeal, you know? And so I don't think we have to be shy about that because that's not, we're not, the government isn't overreaching when they give me a speeding ticket and I'm not rebelling when I appeal it. Sure. That is the system. Yep. Right? Now, if I win the appeal, um, I don't need to go on a campaign about how everybody was unjust for accusing me in the first place. If I lose the appeal, I don't freak out and and you know uh, scream at the cop, right? By the way, if the government agent is respectful, I need to be respectful. And now, if they're abusive, we have a system 
that holds them accountable. And when it doesn't, we're watching a lot of this right now, we are civilly disobedient. Mm -hmm. You don't go to jail for protesting peacefully, generally. Right. Right? And when you do, our culture right now will turn on that system and it will correct itself, right? So it's not that we're not active or that we don't push back against the government. You know, I appealed the, my tax valuation on my house. You know, it's, it's not that we are passive, but our lives must amplify Christ mm -hmm. above all things. And um, that doesn't mean we have to be a pushover because we live in a system that allows us to push back right yeah. now, and we should do that. The, those examples that you gave of the apostles, which I think is one of the many reasons we have that in the Scripture, is so good of a reminder for me that I'm not always going to be in favorable circumstances, right. and that doesn't mean that God has left me. doesn't mean that God's forgotten me. It might mean that God is calling me to work for the gospel in those settings. Exactly. He's In fact, I would 100% agree with that, and I would say he's amplifying mm the gospel message by placing you in that position. You know, the, something I was, I, I've been, <laughs> she doesn't like these conversations very much, but I've been talking to Heidi a little bit about how most of your life's impact happens after you're dead. Hmm. And so when you look back on what the Bible would call martyrs, even modern day martyrs, their impact for the gospel is because they were treated unjustly. Dietrich Bonhoeffer comes to mind who was executed, I think, four, three or four days before World War II was over by the Nazis. Well, you could say, you could ask the question, if Dietrich Bonhoeffer wasn't martyred, would hmm. we know who he is? And would we know what he believes? Yet his life and teaching has affected millions of, of people. Corey Tim Boone was persecuted by the Nazis again. And she lived to be an old woman, but but she, we know her story because of her persecution. Yep. You see what I'm saying? And so when I when I live for eternity, I'm not afraid of of the uncertainty of my present circumstances. And the government, a righteous government, protects an unrighteous government, harms, and all of them are inhabited by sinful people. And so there's a mix of that in in both. When, when uh, police officers are unjust toward anybody, a minority, anybody, they should be held to account. Absolutely. When they are just, they should be obeyed. Mm -hmm. See? Sure, yeah. And, and so it, it's a, it's, we're always going to live in that tension. My obedience to a just police officer is me representing Christ to them. My protesting or being civilly disobedient to an unjust police officer is me representing Christ's justice. Right? So it's, it's all about Jesus, like all Jesus all the time, and we're on the Jesus team, <laughs> right? Um, I would go so far to say is if you fit cleanly into a political camp, you're not thinking about it enough. Mm. Yeah. You know, and so our interaction with the gov with the government, um, it's not always just clean. Mm -hmm. We're not thinking about it enough, but it is always to be Christ in all things. Yeah, this could be one of those conversations where you're like, I don't even know how to actually like. I hear what you're saying, 
I don't know how to dial my head into that yet. And that's probably one of those times where you're going to want to reach out to the church directly and say, can you help give me either direction in the scripture, give me some resources so that I can allow my heart and mind to be put more solely onto Jesus and allow that to start transforming your thinking? Because right now you might be feeling a little bit maybe even antagonistic to this response. Yeah. Um, But it it all is sourced from our connectedness and our openness to letting Jesus do something in our heart and mind. So uh, make that uh, an action step for you to reach out and to be the church together. Let's learn, let's sharpen, let's help and encourage and point each other towards Jesus. So thanks, Jeff, for this. I, I, you know, even when we put this on the docket for today, it's not always fun to dive into these types of conversations, but it is healthy to talk about them, especially when looking at Jesus. Jesus first. If you have questions that you'd like to be addressed or uh, discussed in this podcast, you can always find a way to do that at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. Fill out that form. We'll get to those as soon as we can. And of course, reach out this week. Let us know what you're thinking. Help us to navigate the mixed messages that are approaching you in your life. Of course, you can subscribe, follow, send us a direct message, and you can always join us on the weekend in person if you're in the Akron area at one of our services or if you can't make that happen or you're out of the area, join us online as well. So thanks for jumping in with us today as we navigate, as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. We'll see you guys right here next week.